You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hey folks, it's your pal Mike White, doing a little something different on this episode. Yes, I was recently asked to be on the Culture Cast with Chris and Eric, and we were talking about a movie called The Predator. A lot of people ask me, hey Mike, why don't you do new movie releases? You're always doing these old movies. Gosh, they put me to sleep. Well, there's a couple problems when it comes to new movies. One, it's really hard to get interviews for a lot of new movies. Two, you only get a chance to see the movie usually once. You don't get a whole lot of time to think about it. There's not a whole lot of articles, just reviews written about new movies. So a lot of stuff is just coming from the gut. So that's what you're about to hear is me shooting my mouth off, talking about uh, The Predator, Shane Black's 2018 film. So if you're interested in a new movie review discussion, this is an episode of the Culture Cast. They do new movie discussions all the time, once a week, actually. It's pretty admirable. So be sure to go on over to culturecast.com and hook up with those guys. Listen to me. I'm on there quite often. So if you enjoy me, Chris mentions Samurai Month. I've been on a few of those episodes. So check it out. And I hope that you enjoy me being a kind of a jerk about the Predator 2018. Hey, we have a word. Let me guess. He's done something crazy. Show me again, I want to break your neck. Welcome to the Looney Bus. McKenna. Nebraska Williams. That's Coyle. That's Lynch. What works? Why are you here? I don't think you believe me. Oh, man. I had a run in with a space engine. <laughs> this fucking guy is crazier than the rest of us. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That's the thing that killed my man. Alien. Predators that exploit weakness, tracks its prey, like a game, seems to enjoy it. That's not a predator, that's a sports hunter. Well, we took a vote. Predator's cooler, right? Fuck yeah. Do you have a plan? Ex-sniper with PTSD and a team that's mental? You're insane, right? Yeah! Gentlemen, they're large, they're fast. And fucking you up their idea of tourism. Figured something out. I think we're going to die. Just pointing it out. A big boy's a hunter. He brought his dogs with him. I Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Culture Cast. I'm Chris Stashu, and I am joined by Eric, the non predator predator himself. Wait, what? And we are also joined by the host of the Projection Booth podcast, Mr. Mike White. You can call me a super predator. A super predator. <laughs> you know, the ult- is it the super or was it the ultimate? Alt predator? Oh, alt right predators? Holy shit, I knew it. <laughs> oh my god, MAGA predators. I'm going to be the biggest predator around. You're not going to know why I'm so big, but I'm very big. It's going to be stupendous. It's going to be the most terrific predator of all time. I guarantee it. I can guarantee you that that is not the case with this film. On this culture cast, we are talking about The Predator, Shane Black finally getting to write and direct The Predator. We're taking a break from Samurai September, folks, so strap in. So the film is, like I said, it's directed by Shane Black, who was a character in the original Predators film. This one is written by Fred Decker and Shane Black. Film stars Boyd Holbrook, Trevante Rhodes, Jacob Tremblay, Keegan-Michael Key, Olivia Munn, Thomas Jane, Alfie Allen, otherwise known as... Reek from Game of Thrones and Sterling K. Brown, otherwise known as a character that just fucking dies off screen, more or less. 
Uh, so we're going to talk spoilers because I don't think there's any way we can't. So I'm going to kick it to Mike first. Mike, what did you think of the now, what is this, fifth Predator, sixth Predator movie? It's the sixth Predator movie. Well, I don't think they earned the article because first off, there's there's more than one Predator. So I think that they, they needed to have it pluralized. So grammatically, this movie fails across the board. But it was about the sexual predator that was actually in the film. Yeah, the predator. I enjoyed it while I watched it. I had some fun. I laughed at some parts. But even as I was watching it, I was just like, man, this movie is edited really choppy. I had some issues with it. Let's say that. What about you, Eric? I went and saw this movie on a Saturday night in a packed theater with a few beers and some of that good California weed in me. And I had a fucking wonderful time. That's how you should enjoy this movie because it's just dumb action aliens versus PTSD addled ex marine fun. I don't know. This movie was a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. Everybody like me included. I definitely went into this movie thinking like, oh, my God, it's going to be so brutal and hardcore and it's going to be the predator that we always wanted it to be. Like, it's just going to be so fucking gnarly that it's going to be the shit. And this movie was an action comedy if I have ever seen one. Is it good? Eh, I wouldn't go as far as to say that it was good, but it was fun. I did not think this movie was very good. I thought it was okay. There was a lot of stuff in this film that, like Mike mentioned, really just kind of doesn't work in the grand scheme of things. The last 30 minutes of this movie, and this is pretty much echoing what everyone else has said, the last 30 minutes of this movie are a fucking train wreck. It's so muddied and all over the place. Characters that we've been led to care about for the entire film kind of die, and some of them in ways that feels unearned. I want to talk specifically about Sterling K. Brown's character who dies so quickly that I'm surprised that his character was made to be so important from the get-go. Because he fucking just blows his head off by accident with one of the Predator's shoulder cannons. Is that what happened? That is exactly what happened. Wow. I laughed so hard when that happened. I was crying. It's a funny way to kill off a villain, because he's like the film's secondary villain, but at the same point, he dies so quickly, clearly by Mike's reaction, they don't even do a very good job of letting you know that's what happened. Honestly, if you put a gun to my head, or even a Predator shoulder rifle to my head, and asked me how did he die, I wouldn't have been able to tell you. I can remember the guy getting chopped in half by the force field, I can remember uh, the two guys shooting each other, but I really can't tell you about him so wow like i was like yeah whatever happened to that guy hmm because they didn't dance i was expecting a dance off at the end of this film i was expecting them to dance like bruce willis danced at the end of the last boy scout i wanted a footloose of palooza is what i wanted i wanted some kevin bacon on tanner kevin bacon action yeah because i like sterling k brown a lot and I didn't necessarily understand what he was popping in his mouth at the beginning that he kept chewing on. Was it gum? Was it antacids? It was like a Mentos or something. I felt like that was meant to be a plot point. Is he dying? Is he dying? And it's like staving off him dying. And then it doesn't kill him because he's dying, kind of like how it didn't kill Maria Conchita Alonso because she was pregnant. Or how about this? We're going to have Olivia Munn stripped down naked and it doesn't bother her. And then she brings up specifically as they're running upstairs, she ADR screams out, I was naked and unarmed and it didn't attack me. This will come up later and it never does. Can we talk about the fact that Olivia Munn is the least believable scientist since Denise Richards in the world is not enough? I was going for the... Um, uh, oh, gosh, I can't even remember her name from the saint who keeps nuclear secrets inside of her bra. Just that whole, I wrote a letter when I was six years old, and then it got cross-referenced when I wrote this paper, and then they suddenly hired me to sniff out aliens. What the fuck are you talking about? This movie 
is one of those movies where if you look at it, like it's fun. Like I totally agree with you when you're, when I was watching it and I was having fun, there were moments where I kind of paused and was like, what was that? And then I just kind of let the movie take me on. But as soon as you stop and you look at this thing, it turns to shit. No. Yeah. The second that you stop and think about this movie, you realize that it's not awesome, which is unfortunate because the original predator isn't that way. This movie's just really badly put together, unfortunately. Like, there's no character to latch on to. Like, the main guy who's, like, the main protagonist, I guess. What the fuck is his name? McKenna. Boyd Holbrook is the actor's name. You'll recognize him as the just-as-milk-toast boring villain from Wolverine. Logan. Logan, you're right. The Wolverine is a completely different bad movie. But as I'm watching him in this movie, I'm like... Wasn't he the leader of the squad in Suicide Squad? He totally seemed like the same guy. He's interchangeable with Joel Kinnaman and uh, Clint Eastwood's son. They're like the American versions of Sam Worthington and Jai Courtney. You were just talking about all of the black holes for charisma here. My goodness. I don't think Joel Kinnaman is American, though. No, he's not. I think he's like Swedish or Norwegian or something. Yeah. They're all shithole countries last time I checked. You know what I'm saying? When I think of these American actors that are voids of charisma, I'd almost be tempted to say Garrett Hedlund, the guy from Tron Legacy, as well. Sometimes I forget that that movie even exists, and it makes me happy when I forget that it exists. Okay, I like Tron Legacy, so... I like the soundtrack. Well, the soundtrack, it's because it's just a Daft Punk album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boyd Holbrook is as charismaless as... Garrett Hedlund is. It's really bad. The fact that you even know any of these guys' names are is completely baffling to me. They're very interchangeable, but I know their names because it's easier for me to keep them straight in my head as to who they are. Gotcha. You got to keep track of the ones you don't like. I don't like any of them. I mean, none of them are very good. I was even surprised to see that he mailed that wrist thing off to his son because I was like, well, I thought he just handed the helmet off to the dude who so carefully in this little speaking of shithole in this little shithole country that they're in at the beginning of the movie after they you mean mexico (laughs) sure mexico that that guy wrapped that package so nicely it was he did such a good job and had the bubble wrap and everything he really did a great job with that package wrapping speaking of package wrapping can we talk about jacob tremblay in this film and his character of the Uh, The child with Asperger's. As soon as I said Shane Black was doing a Predator movie, I just said, oh, great. So there's not going to be a little kid character in this. Thank God. But he managed to fit one in. He really did. And while I actually kind of like Jacob Tremblay in Room, because that movie is is a pretty good movie. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, that's the one, right? Oh, hi, Predator. Yeah, in this movie, he is not good. I mean, he's not given anything to do. Other than run around and blow up like a crackhead's house with the Predator helmet. I saw this whole thing before in uh, Simple Simon, a.k.a. Mercury Rising with uh, Bruce Willis. uh, What was that? 15 years ago. Like you mentioned, Mike, this film doesn't seem like it was edited by one person. It seems like it was edited by somebody who was figuring out how to edit things on the fly. May I give my example as far as when I just completely had to stop and think about what the fuck was going on? Actually, there were two points right in the, the near the middle of the movie where I was just like, what is going on? The first one, and it's a dumb one, when they show up with the RV. Well, first off, because I'm like, well, where's Olivia Munn's character when all of these guys show up in Boyd Holbrook's house? And I'm just like... Okay, so all these guys are there. Where's the woman? Did they rape her and kill her or something? Uh, where's she at? And then, no, she's outside in the RV. Where'd they get the fucking RV? That's what I was thinking about. I was trying to figure out where that edited out scene was with the dude who is the sexual assaulter predator, the actual predator. And I'm pretty sure that's where it is. It had to have been because... She's not there, and then all of a sudden an RV shows up out of nowhere, and it's not ever talked about how they got it or where they got it. So my thoughts were, oh, 
that must have been the scene that they fucking cut out of the movie because the guy wanted to bang his cousin or some fucked up thing like that. Then the second part that just threw me for a loop was they're at that baseball diamond and they're all running away and the super predator shows up and blah, blah, blah. And they show this shot of the dog who was actually friendly to the kid and the dog's running, running, running. The dog's running, running, running towards that RV. And then they never show the dog get in the RV. And I'm just like, did they just leave that dog to die? And then later on, when the predator dog shows up, I was like, did they screw up? Was that supposed to be the predator dog chasing them? And they cut to the regular dog outside. I was just totally confused by that whole thing. Did the dog die or was that shot supposed to tell me the dog's okay and it ran away someplace else? The real sad thing here is that both you and I were more invested in a dog on screen than the actual characters. I was more invested in that predator dog than I was in the predator a lot of times. Well, the predator dog also felt very tacked on and like it, it felt like a unrealized idea. Oh, and the predator dog, the way it could spit up weapons whenever it needed to WTF. You know what's so fucked, though, is they had predator dogs in Predators, and they just decided that those dogs weren't canon, and they just wanted to use different dogs. Yeah, they didn't look the same, and then these dogs had to have dreadlocks, and it just looked ridiculous. It looked like a predator had sex with a gigantic bulldog, and then that's what happened. They look like those dogs from A Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy's Revenge, the ones that have like the human faces on them. Talking about canon and what's not canon, because this movie is supposed to fit into the canon, and but it, yeah, it kind of forgets that Predators movie with the dogs and then the whole Super Predator. And the whole idea of the super predator and the regular predator and that they rip out the spines for the spinal fluid and they're making this super predator with all of these things from all over the galaxy. They're making super predators. They're just upgrading all of themselves. Again, you think about it too long and it just turns the shit right in front of your eyes. It reminds me so much of what they did on the two new seasons of The X-Files where they went back in and started retcon tinkering with the origin stories of stuff and it's like why do you need to do this there's no need that like nobody gives two shits about predators with recombinant human predator dna like who cares that's like that's not why i went to see the predator let me put it that way well and if you're gonna do that right we've seen the predator fight other alien species we've seen them fight xenomorphs from aliens we've seen the predalien that's a that's a hybrid. So how about we see towards the end when the predator is threatened at one point, he grows a second set of jaws or he suddenly has a tail that can whip around or he has acid for blood or something or some other alien thing instead of just being a large CGI version of the guy in the suit. Because as soon as that CGI alien comes out, I'm just like, this looks like crap. The suit, the rubber suit looks so good. And the CGI looks so bad. Yeah, but let's all be honest. The Jean-Claude Van Damme original design in the original Predator movie was better than all of these. Am I right? The orange phone rubber, far better. <laughs> the upright walking lobster. <laughs> All right, I'm definitely quitting the podcast right now. This is the moment that it happens. When the Predator is running across the tops of those, like, I don't know, they look like oil derricks or something, wherever the, the secret base is, when it's running, booking across those things, I was like, this looks great, man. This guy looks really good. He's moving fast, and the suit looks fantastic. And then you get to that, like, 11-foot super predator standing in the road i'm like that's not a real thing i was like shoot it like fucking gandalf or something just take a regular predator and make them look bigger just use force perspective but this cgi behemoth does not look good it just looks awful well and here's the crazy thing the, the things that bother me about just the predator the character in the film, the two predators, the super predator and the normal predator. If the original predator is landing on earth to help out humans, why does he start killing everyone? The second he wakes up, like he just starts mercilessly fucking murdering people. 
like cutting them apart, using them as bullet shields, slicing their heads off. Holy shit, okay. I am only here to help. Just let me get back to my ship and I'll help you out with this really cool thing. If you woke up in a lab, butt-ass naked, and a bunch of people were around you studying you, is the first thing that you would do go like, all right, guys, let me explain. No, you'd wake up and you'd be like, motherfuckers! But again, he's there to save humanity. Allegedly. Allegedly, right. Second point of contention here, like you were talking about with the super predator, the giant predator. It reminded me so much of Logan. Like, the actual villain is just the same thing. Like, they don't look different. It's just a bigger predator that has, like, a X. Instead of having the helmet, which protects the normal predator, the super ultra... The Predator has... Has an exoskeleton underneath his skin. So isn't that a regular skeleton? Did you see him just grow an exoskeleton under his skin? You're a scientist. That sentence you just said made no fucking sense. Well, hold on. Let's not forget that Shane Black, who... Fantastic writer, questionable director when it comes to casting. Terrible writer. If he wrote this movie, it's bad. He wrote bad things. I want to know who wrote the line where they keep taking the piss out of the name the predator that just got funnier every time they said it okay so you're just gonna bury your film right from the get-go you know what really bothered me about this movie more than anything else which is like really stupid that this would bother me more than anything else is the fact that the movie predators which only came out like not that long ago is completely and utterly like not even a thing in this movie. Like they don't acknowledge it at all. They just skip over it. It's been out for almost a decade now, bro. Well, whatever, dude. That movie was still badass and it should have had its day in court. And I think that Predators is the most underrated, I think, sequel to maybe any action, alien, franchise, whatever thing. Maybe ever, because nobody talks about it, and that movie kicks total ass. But you know why it works so well? It's because it's not just another goddamn Predator movie. Yeah, they flip the whole thing on its head, and it's awesome. Because that's the ultimate problem with this movie, is that this movie is just like The Force Awakens, or any of these like soft reboots that we've seen. They want to have their cake and eat it too. They want this to be canonical, but at the same time, its own thing. I mean, they do reference back to the original films. I mean, you have Jake Busey playing a character that is the son of his father in real life and in the film, his father's character from the from Predator 2. They talk about the Predator, the original film, or just Predator, I guess, as it's called now. They talk about that film a little bit. They do mention the... Predator and Predator Predator 2, they don't mention Alien versus Predator or AVP Requiem. And they, like you mentioned, Eric, they don't talk, there is no continuity with Predators. So the question is, is where is this in the timeline? I initially thought when this film was announced, it was going to be like they're doing with Halloween, where it was going to be like the true sequel to Predator. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was expecting too. And it's just kind of this hodgepodge of like references to the first two Predator movies. And then just like a bunch of extra bullshit that they just like made up that they thought would sound cool. Like the whole thing with the predators hybridizing themselves with like like whatever species they're hunting or whatever. Like they find the strongest one and then they use that to like boost their level of awesomeness and then they kill everybody else. Like that's stupid. That's literally never been in any predator thing ever. Why would a predator need to boost its own dna with human dna the answer is it wouldn't because predators are more badass than humans in literally every single way There's so much so that they hunt the goddamn xenomorphs they're not using dutch's dna you know he survived it's, it shouldn't be the people that they managed to kill even if it takes them a while to kill it should be the ones that survive if they want anything but yeah it's it, that just it doesn't make any fucking sense the way that they're doing it the fact that there was no Arnold Schwarzenegger cameo in this movie just means that they knew that they didn't write a strong enough sequel to the original to even justify calling Arnold to get him to come down to the movie. They did write a part for Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger turned the part down. 
He was like, that movie sucks. It looks like it's it, uh, it's garbage. It looks terrible. But do, do you know why he turned down the film? Do you know what his do you know what his cameo was? I think he would have shown up as Dutch at the end in that uh, coffin because when as soon as they said predator killer, I was like, well, the only predator killer I know is Dutch, so he should get out of that coffin at the end. It should have been Adrian Brody. Fuck yes, all haggard looking from Predators. That would have been so sick because then it would have tied into Predators and we would have been like, oh my God, this is cool. Exactly. And that makes sense because it doesn't take place on Earth. And yeah, that would have been awesome. So the original ending that they had kind of ruminated over and had Schwarzenegger read the part for was at the end when Boyd Holbrook and Olivia Munn and his son kill the Predator. Arnold Schwarzenegger would show up, a helicopter would touch down, and Arnold Schwarzenegger would come out as Dutch, as like a commander, like a colonel or something, and he would look like old, like Schwarzenegger does now, and he would have some line to Boyd Holbrook's character, kind of commiserating with him about killing the Predator, and that was it. Those things sure hard to kill. Yeah, something to that effect. He'd just show up, look him dead in the face, and he would just say, get in the chopper. And Schwarzenegger was like, that's not good enough. So Schwarzenegger, instead of doing The Predator, by the way, he decided he was going to be part of the Terminator film that they're making. I thought they would do the same thing that they did with that. Was that was that the piece of shit fourth movie or the piece of shit fifth Terminator where he was like computer generated younger Arnold? You know, and that that would be the Arnold that comes out of that coffin would be like the. That was the back me up on this. It was one, the McG one. Yeah. <laughs> one the christian bale one that would come out of the the coffin but yeah that whole thing where it's that gun and then that stupid does this come in a 42 long i mean that was just ridiculous i that was oh god that was so sad just so sad and then of course because every movie has to end this way I stayed through the entire end credits, and then when Sam Jackson comes out and he goes to that character and he says, I'm putting together this thing called the Avengers Initiative. I want you to be a part of it. <laughs> I, that I thought was pretty good. <laughs> so before we get into a, a, a more in-depth discussion of the end of the film, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we'll finish up talking about the film. In 1985, a curious phenomenon occurred. The Twilight Zone returned to television, featuring all new tales of mystery and imagination from the minds of Ray Bradbury, Harlan Ellison, George R.R. Martin, and Stephen King. Dreams for Sale, the Twilight Zone 85 podcast looks back at that land of shadow and substance and re-examines the groundbreaking successor to Rod Serling's legacy. Featuring new interviews with the show's creators and cast, Dreams for Sale can be found on iTunes and at twilightzone85.com. Dreams for Sale. We'll be waiting for you in the Twilight Zone. is Carl Kolchak. He's a reporter. Now that is news, Vincenzo. News! And we are a news paper. We are supposed to print news, not suppress it. With the INS. What's an INS? Independent News Servicer, founded in 1904 by Enrico Peluzzi. Who seems to have a nose for the strange and unusual. Well, last year in Las Vegas, I uncovered a series of murders that turned out to have been committed by a vampire. And what is the Kolchak Tapes? It's a podcast. All about Carl Kolchak. What's a Kolchak? The Night Stalker. And where can you get it? On iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at www.kolchaktapes.com. As foolish a game as any that Gory the Ghoul could make up. for horror, a yen for Yelp yarns, then give your blood-curdled bones a boon and tune in to Chronicles from the Crypt. Join sordid slime slingers Casualty Chris and Father Malone as they take on HBO's groundbreaking television series Tales from the Crypt. Here's what the rotting and rancid rabble are saying about Chronicles from the Crypt. <laughs> tune in to Chronicles from the Crypt. You have nothing to lose except your life. All right, we are back, and we were talking about the Avengers. I mean the Predator. Like we've been talking about, like you just mentioned, Mike, I almost sat through the credits myself 
because I was convinced that there was going to be more to it. Have I told you about the Run P app? You have. Okay, so I pulled as soon as the credits started, I pulled out Run P and looked at it and said, there's nothing after the credits. I was like, boom, I'm out of here. And I was expecting that goofy ending from the first movie where they went through the whole cast and they're all smiling and that kind of stuff. I was expecting that. I was expecting a little Richard song over the end credits. I got none of that stuff. And that was like, this is what made the original Predator so much fun was because of that fucked up goofy ending and because of the little richard song and just all of those great one-liners and stuff and in this one like i will admit i will fully admit when he said get to the choppers i laughed but there weren't a whole other other, a lot of other times that i laughed at this and there were so many things that were sorry I'm, i'm on a roll there were so many things that were lost in dialogue like when they explained the relationship between keegan michael key's character and thomas jane's character I had no fucking idea what they were talking about other than that they had served together, but then their relationship? What the fuck was going on with that? Were they gay? I don't know what was happening there. Nah, they were best friends. But they had something happen between them in the military? It seemed like they were gay. Like, it would have been totally cool, right? Because why not? Pretty forward thinking on Shane Black's part. But like you said, Mike, there was like a dialogue, like throwaway dialogue that they were talking about. I didn't catch it at all. I don't know. I was too high to follow that shit. So, yeah, I knew going into this movie that it was going to be a shit show. So I was like, I'm going to give this movie a fighting chance and I'm going to get so stoned before I watch it. It worked. I like this movie. I know in my soul that this movie is bad and I still like it. Nettles, according to Wikipedia, the source of all truth in the universe, he was he suffered a traumatic brain injury from a crash. Again, I didn't really get that. And the other thing that I found kind of funny is that Thomas Jane's character was named Baxley. He was named after Craig R. Baxley, the stunt coordinator from the 1987 film, as well as the guy who played Mr. Ring in the Kolchak episode that we just discussed. Right. I did notice that. It's it's unfortunate, though, that Thomas Jane isn't given more to do because I'm in a level with you guys. I think Thomas Jane would have been a better lead for this film. Thomas Jane has more gravitas than Milktoast Boyd Holbrook. Hashtag Thomas Jane is my, is my punisher. They initially cast Benicio Del Toro in this film, in the Boyd Holbrook role. And then they replaced him with Boyd Holbrook. When Boyd Holbrook shows up at the end with that beret on and stuff, I was just like, are you going out for Halloween? What the fuck is going on with you? He just did not look right. Right, so he all of a sudden bought into everything? On top of everything else, like, we're led to believe through the entire film that this is a character who has become disillusioned with the military because of the way that they were treating him, and yet at the end of the film, he, like, completely buys into everything and is, like, a government stooge. And they start to have discussions about what is killing versus murder and they talk about it for about a few seconds and they drop that like a hot potato because lord knows we don't want to talk about killing and murder in a movie called the predator for god's sake but it shouldn't be called the predator because the predator isn't what the thing actually is yeah it should be called like sport hunter the problem with a film like- i said it should be called sport hunter <laughs> i hate you so much the problem with a film like the predator is that you have to have some level of reverence and exposure to the source material to do this justice. And it's just surprising to me that the two people who wrote the script for this film did such a poor job with it. I still wonder how much is them, how much was reshoots, because there was a lot of reshoots going on with this. That was the other big thing about this, is that the movie was, like, reshot into the ground. The third act, it sounded like you could barely see what was going on because it all took place at night. I mean, it does become daylight very sudden in this thing, because when they're in the forest, it's pretty dark out. And then by the time they get on that ship, and I had visions of John McClane riding a jet airplane when they got onto the ship, I will admit it. Then it's very bright out, and then the whole thing with the water and the and Olivia Munn showing up with that invisibility ball and all that, that just was, that was such a mess, man. That was just a mess. Hold on. We got to go back to this invisibility ball. I 
will gloss over the fact that you guys just dropped a huge bombshell on me about a minute and a half ago that Benicio Del Toro was supposed to fucking be the lead role in this movie. And he left. Which would have been way better. So this movie had so many chances. I don't know if the movie would have been much better because it probably still would have been edited into the ground. Beyond that, at least we would have had a main character that we were like, ah, fuck yeah, Benicio is the shit. No, we probably would have said, what a waste of Benicio Del Toro's time. That's what we totally would have said. I know that's what he said, and that's why he bounced. We haven't even talked about how stupid the invisibility ball is. What the fuck is the invisibility ball? It's so stupid. You have this cool thing. Well, at one point it was in Boyd Holbrook's asshole. It came out of his butthole. But like, what the fuck? Like, why? Uh, who was like, okay. When does it work? When does it not work? How do you turn it on? How do you turn it off? There's nothing. There's there's nothing that shows you how it works or whatever. And also, fuck that. That's so stupid. Like, okay, just scientifically, and I'm not saying I'm a scientist, there's no fucking scientific way that that would even be feasible. I mean, not with science that we know. So, like, build it into the armor or something so that, like, if you're... Well, that's what the assumption has always been, right? Right, exactly. And so, like, why are you going to fuck with Cannon and, like, turn it into something stupid? Like, just make it his armor. Like, has some sort of, like, weird semi-holographic camouflage thing built into it. Like, when they were talking about, like, we're going to get the whatever back, we're going to get the MacGuffin back, I was like, well, is the MacGuffin the bracelet? Is the MacGuffin the helmet? Is the MacGuffin something else? Because when the kid leaves the helmet just sitting on the street after he blows up that fucking house, nice way to murder people, by the way, when he blows up that fucking house, I'm just like, oh, well, are you going to go back and get that helmet? Because that kind of seems like it's valuable. No, it was the, uh, it's that thing that was on the arm, right? It was like coordinates or something? Like, I thought that that's what they were trying to get. Or was it the thing that was on the ship that had a an auto-eject thing anyway, so the whole mission of the Super Predator to come down and steal it didn't make any difference at all because the thing just ejected. Can we finally talk about this fucking Predator killer suit? So at the end of the movie, there's a coffin, like a, it looks like a, it looks like an H.R. Giger designed coffin. And Boyd Holbrook's character is now a military shill. His son is apparently the smartest child in the world, because apparently if you have Asperger's, that means you're an idiot savant. This is Unix. I know this. Yeah, that's kind of what it reminded me of. And there's this, this coffin that the military is examining trying to figure out what it is and it starts opening and like we mentioned before i had visions of a couple things i thought it was going to either be adrian brody that's what i looked over at my buddy and told him it was going to be and then he looked over at me and said it's going to be a xenomorph and i said there's no way but theoretically it was, that still could have made sense like you guys mentioned it could have been arnold schwarzenegger digitally unaged which would have kept with the idea that the Predators maybe kidnapped him or something. But no, we get the absolute stupidest fucking possible thing. It was so much shades of Independence Day resurgence that it boggles my mind. It's a a wrist gauntlet that turns you into a predator, like a cyber mechanic predator suit. Right. It doesn't solve shit. What it does is it creates the possibility for a sequel where it's predator versus mecha predator. Is what we're now looking at. We have devolved into old school Godzilla sequel ideas. So the next movie will be called Predator versus Mecha Predator. It doesn't solve the whole we are terraforming your planet because the Chinese have sold us a hoax of climate change. I mean, it doesn't solve that problem at all, which is weird because that's the whole thing of like, they're kind of ter They're not terraforming the planet. They're just waiting for us to kill ourselves. But I guess next time they come down, now we have a suit that can fight them. Or maybe we're going to take the fight to them. We'll go through the rift this time. I was reminded a lot of Prometheus watching this movie. That's how bad this whole retconning thing is going on. Prometheus was an actually good movie, though, and this movie was complete and utter garbage. Wait, what? 
I am a Prometheus apologist. That movie's fantastic. I will agree with Eric that Prometheus is a better movie than this. And every other alien movie that's in between Prometheus and Alien is garbage. So Covenant is garbage. Okay, well, there haven't been any other movies in between Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Secondly, Prometheus is is better than this movie, but I can see what you mean, Mike, because the retconning in this movie... Is it retconning when they're just adding stuff to the origin? But also, like, whatever happened to Predators only come when it's super duper hot? Like, that was a big thing in the first two movies, like... In the first movie, they're in, like, Colombia or some shit, and it's, like, fucking hot as fuck, and then they make a big deal out of it. You're not talking about hot, like, temperature hot. You're talking about wartime. No, he's talking about, like, hot, like, the temperature outside, because in Predator 2, like, I'm assuming you were going to say, Eric, they make a point of saying, like, it's this is the hot streak in L.A. It's both, actually, both times. In the first movie, she mentioned something that, like, there is this thing that comes and it only comes every couple of years, like when it's really fucking hot outside and like there's like all this like other crazy shit that happens when it comes or whatever. And then in the second movie, they make a point of saying like it's the hottest heat wave in 10 years or whatever in Los Angeles. And then there's all this gang violence going on and all this shit. So it's like the predator always shows up when it's a literal and metaphorical hotspot. So it's like it needs to be a real fucking hot outside and B, there needs to be a lot of bloodshed going on. And then the predator shows up. And this time it's just like nondescript America town in October around fucking Halloween. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Did nobody watch the first two predator movies before they made this movie? Like what happened? The real issue is Shane Black, not Fred Decker. Because there was a lot of people in between the person who wrote this movie and then the movie going into my eye holes. And it's a lot of people's faults. There's many people to blame for how stupid this movie is. The more we talk about this movie, the more angry it makes me. And I was so happy walking out of the theater of this movie on Saturday night. I just want to go back to a simpler time. I just got my copy of Predator 2 out. I'm ready to watch that. Hey, uh, how... I was so sad. Like, I know Busey was not looking that great the last time we saw him in this movie, but I really expected one of those cheesy moments at the end when he comes back, when he's there with the other scientists and he just has like his arm in a sling and like he's going to be fine in the future. Like, I wanted him to come back. Where was he? Where was Jake Busey? They made a point of showing that he was still alive and yet he doesn't come back. This is the same film that cut out Edward James Olmos. Wait a second, Edward James almost is in this movie? He was, but he was cut out. So you had the best actor that you had in the movie, and you cut him completely out of the movie. Was that supposed to be a nod to him with that weird tinfoil <laughs> unicorn that Nettles gave to her? Oh my god, I think it was! And that weird cut to all of a sudden they have all that junk inside of the, the yellow bandana, and he even says like, well, I don't know where he kept this. Like the hula girl. It's like, I don't know where he kept this. I'm like, so how are we supposed to identify that with the character? Like, do they, they all have like these totems, but apparently we never see the one totem of the one guy. He kept it in his butt. I've held this hula girl in my ass three years. This was your father's hula girl. I think we need to stop making these movies, I think is the big takeaway here. Uh, I think we need to stop with the Alien movies and stop with the Predator movies because I think for me personally at this point, we're doing more harm than good. Got one more for you. When the coffin opens up, it's Arnold, but it's not Dutch. It's a Terminator. Oh, my God. And now that is the Predator killer because I know that Dark Horse did Terminator versus Predator at one point. They must have. Oh, man, that would be so cool. I would have jumped out of my fucking seat and screamed hallelujah. I would have been like, all is forgiven. And then it just goes, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And then cut Oh, my God. I think I would have shit right there in the movie theater. Just fucking shit. 
That's a crossover that needs to happen. I mean, fuck Alien versus Predator after the first movie, and let's just have Predator versus Terminator. Alien versus Predator is the only Predator film that's ever been rated PG-13. This movie initially was going to be PG-13 and ended up not being PG-13, which I think is a good thing. However, this movie didn't really take advantage of it. They said the F word a lot. And around that little kid, which was really... Like, when they said, watch your language... And then I realized, oh, they're talking about the R word, not the F word. I was like, yeah, if I was the dad, I would say, watch your fucking language around my kid. I mean, the violence wasn't spectacular. It was okay. It definitely wasn't what I was hoping for from an R-rated Predator film made in 2018. I wanted eviscerations and guts and blood and all sorts of crazy shit. You want it to be the most hardcore version of the Predator that we've ever seen, and it wasn't even close. Fuck my expectations, I guess. Fuck them and fuck you. Fuck you, that's my name. They have made a decent amount of Predator movies at this point, since this is the sixth one. And there's probably like two good ones, and then a couple of okay ones, and at least like one really bad one. And I think at this point, like, we just need to put the Predator to bed until somebody actually comes out with an idea that's like worth making a movie on. And that isn't just another military guys versus the Predator. Exactly. Like, Predators, even though it came out almost 10 years ago, was essentially like a different take on the same idea of Predator. So, still set in the jungle, but it's in a jungle on a different planet that you figure out afterwards is because the Predators are fucking carting in motherfuckers for hunting season And they find the baddest motherfuckers on Earth, and they bring them here. That was a cool idea. It was almost like the Condemned with Predators. Yeah, kind of. And that's a cool concept. I'm like, cool, awesome. That gives me a reason to like understand why these people are in this situation or whatever and why they have to fucking fight for their survival and all of this other shit. And then they do actually a fairly decent job of like building characters in that movie as opposed to this movie where you just have a ragtag group of mentally unstable ex-soldiers or whatever. All right, you have me. Like That seems like it might be a cool idea. Like You could get into some weird situations. It could be cool. It could be hardcore. It could be funny. It could... Go into a lot of different things. And then you don't spend any time making me care about literally any of them. So that when they die, I'm just like, ah, oh, man, that dude died. And then they're fucking dead. We were talking about The Nun last week. And we were talking about how you know what that franchise needs is it needs somebody new to come in and to write something totally different. And we need a new perspective. I think that's what we need in The Predator. We need somebody to come in with a totally different idea that like nobody's thought of yet that is still awesome, simple enough to be like, okay, we can wrap our brains around it and then just fucking make it happen. Like The Predator universe, even like including the comics and everything, The Predator has fought fucking Batman, for God's sakes, and fucking Archie. And Superman. Do some weird shit. I'm not saying that the Predator needs to fight fucking Batman or whatever in a movie for me to go to it. I'm just saying, like, make it interesting. But he needs to fight the Terminator. (laughs) That's for damn sure. But he needs to fight the Terminator is what we're saying. So uh, if we can make that happen, that would be great. It comes back to this idea that anytime you make a movie about a franchise, you have to make it recognizable to the other films as opposed to just doing something apeshit with it. Which, Mike, you and Eric and I would totally be on board for just a weird Predator versus Terminator movie that doesn't slot into the continuity. They find a way for it to quote-unquote make sense in canon, but they're not going out of their way to really be beholden to the fans. It's just a cool movie where Predators fight Terminators. And then you have a stinger at the end where you set up Alien versus Predator versus Terminator. Instead, all of these movies we've been getting, be it Alien, be it Predator, they really go out of their way to slot themselves into continuity, into canon, and also to just retread old ground, or in Alien's case, retread new old ground? 
There's a lot of retconning that happens in a lot of franchises now when they come out with sequels, like so much later, that needs to not happen. You say that as you're excited for Halloween. I'm excited about Halloween, and you know what? It's going to retcon a lot of shit, but it's going to retcon all the shitty movies that nobody gives a shit about. So, like, Halloween 4, which, I mean, okay, Halloween 4 is actually kind of good. But still, like, everything past, like, Halloween 2 is basically just, like, it doesn't exist in this universe. The new Halloween movie, we have yet to review it. We have yet to see it. We don't know you know, how true it's going to be and how many liberties they're going to be taking. My guess is it's going to be like we're talking about sort of the best of both worlds where it sticks to canon as much as it can while instead of retconning the universe, it expands on the universe. There's a lot of people involved in that movie that I am excited for that movie to come out. You know, John Carpenter has been a big part of that movie since the fucking word go. Um, And I think that's great. Does that necessarily mean it's going to be a good movie? No. I don't know about you, Mike, but I honestly got thought Shane Black was really going to make something special. Oh, hell yeah. I had the biggest expectations for this because I really like a lot of stuff that he does. I mean, I think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was one of the best movies of that decade. I watched Iron Man 3 in preparation for Predator the Predator, and... Um, well, why are you watching Iron Man 3? Because Shane Black directed Iron Man 3. Yeah, but Shane Black directed Iron Man 3 under the tree of Marvel and Disney. It's like this Predator movie feels more like a rated R Marvel movie starring the Predator than it does anything else. I will give you that. I watch this movie and I go like, okay, this is just... You watch the Predator and it's not a Predator movie. It's just... The popular movie of the decade, but in a Predator skin. It's just repackaged everything else that we see all the time, but it's just a Predator, you know, it's it's just wearing a Predator suit. I mean, you're not wrong. Most of the Marvel movies that we've watched in the third act completely devolve into CGI nonsense. That's like the biggest complaint of any Marvel movie that's being made now is that the third act is a complete like CGI. It just crutches on the CGI and look what happened in this movie. And it was bad CGI too. Like there was one part where like the super predator was like up in the trees or something. And there was a shot where they look up with like a flashlight and you look into his face and I audibly laughed like an idiot because the shot looked so bad. I was in the theater just laughing because the CGI was so bad. That was when the Predator was eating someone, it looked like. And it was fucking stupid. Like, that scene should be disgusting and gnarly and brutal. And it should make everybody in the theater go like, oh, my God, what is happening? And instead, I literally went, ha! What would you give the Predator out of five, Mike? I'd give it a two. What about you, Eric? Yeah, I'm going to give it a two also but i want the people at home or in your car or on the toilet or wherever you're listening to this to know that this is a fun two it's not a this movie sucks two it's a temper your expectations and get real stoned before watching this movie too and you'll have a good time yeah, I'm going to give it a two as well. And I I mean, I, I echo everything that Eric just said. If you're able to kind of overlook a lot of the really bad parts of this movie, which there are a lot of them, and overlook the problems with editing and continuity and a coherent plot, then you're going to have fun. But at the end of the day, why would you watch this anyways? Just go watch the original Predator. It's essentially the same movie. But it has a much more charismatic lead in Schwarzenegger, who... In regards to charismatic action hero leads, he is at the top of the pantheon with like two other people. You know uh, my Arnold Schwarzenegger theory about how he's in every single movie and he just doesn't make it in time for a lot of them? I wish that he would have made it in time for this movie. It would have made it way better. Well, he's becoming very discerning with his cameos is what this all boils down to, apparently. You know what? You become governor one fucking time, and then you just decide, like, I don't need to be in every single movie ever. Pretty much. Yet he was in Around the World in 80 Days, so there you go. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll take another break, and we'll play a preview for the next Culture Cast. 
Wasn't Jackie Chan in that movie? Yeah, and Steve Coogan, actually. それを申してどうなる。たとえどのような困難があっても、押して押して無用死にでも払わきらせる。弱らうやつは勝手に笑うがいい。人それぞれの心など到底計り知れるものではない。孤独な起爆の制約のため、罪なくして死刑を滅
Please head over to culturecast.com where you can find out more about today's episode. You'll find links over to iTunes where you can rate and review the show and to Patreon if you want to kick a couple dollars our way. We've got a couple donor tiers if you're interested in that. Big thanks as always to Eric and Wavoka for the intro music and my good buddy Justin Scott for the outro music. Mike for pulling the double duty to record another podcast back to back. You're welcome. Glad to be here. We'll catch you on the next Culture Cast. Oh!